Welcome to the Police Fit Podcast, where applicants and serving officers can learn how to smash their fitness test and regain their health. With over 11 years experience in the fitness industry and 17 years service in the military and as a first responder, your host, Brad Williams, shares his experience and expertise in helping applicants get their dream job and serving members regain their health. Learn how to increase your health and fitness with actionable steps for first responders by a first responder. So please enjoy this episode of the Police Fit Podcast. G'day guys, welcome to another episode of the Police Fit Podcast. Now, uh, just a couple of questions that I've already um, given answers to. Um, basically, the first one's from uh, Shivani. I need guidance for push-ups. Can I do two and then I give up? Not sure why my stamina is so low. I'm good at other endurance um, exercises. <clears throat> basically, I've covered this um, before in detail. I've got some video links that I'll chuck in the show notes below. Basically, one's our best exercise for push-ups podcast, um, and then a push-up technique and tips video on YouTube that I'll, I'll chuck those in the in the notes section in the podcast below. Um, the next one's from Gary. Hey mate, getting fit again post COVID, uh, post having COVID. Um, that would be a good topic to cover. So I have covered this um, before. Basically, I talk about in a podcast just going back into training after illness. Um, I also, for the people in the U- US, um, I cover how to improve your 1.5 mile run in that podcast as well. So that'll be a good one for you. Uh, but I'll drop that in the show notes below. Um, let's crack into uh, this week's um, podcast. We have a bit of information to get through. So uh, thanks thanks just to start off with for your questions. Um, I really appreciate it. And it's what makes the podcast. So first one's from Tim. Hey Brad, running about nine Ks in about 55 minutes. Um, I've just started running again, but I have an athletic background. What's the standard they're looking for? Um, basically, he's talking about the academy. What sort of numbers are they producing? Um, does he need to work on his pace? So look, generally speaking, from talking to people in my own experience, um, if you can, if you're running a 5K in that 30 minute mark, that's probably the very base um, base standard you want to be at. You know, if you are under the, if you're at that like 25 minute mark or under, you will be generally in the top 25 to 30% of your class. Um, you know, if you're running a sub 22 minute, then you're looking at, you'll be in that top 5% of the fittest in your class. Um, you, you will do some longer runs um, from time over 5K, but they'll be at a slower pace and just more of like a, team building endurance kind of thing. So it's not one that'll um that'll really push you too much. But basically if you can get that 5Ks in under 30 minutes, um, you know, you're gonna be doing doing okay. If you're right on that 30 minute mark, you're gonna be you're gonna be pushing probably for your fitness at the academy. But you know, under that 25 minute, you'll be top 25, 30% of your class and then under 22 minutes probably top 5% of your class. Um, so this was just an addition to that. I received a message in my inbox today, um, which kind of carries on from this a bit in a conversation I had um, with a person in there. Basically, she asked, how hard is the fitness at the police college? Um, one cop told me it's more about pushing your own limitations and fitting into a certain standard. Is this your experience? So yes and no. 
Look, there will be times um, when you'll need to push yourself regardless of your level of fitness. And if they are half-decent trainers in their fitness department, then they will design the training to be able to do this. So the way I did it when I was running um, like PT sessions for when I was running um, military courses, the way I would do it is we'd have some flat out like fitness classes where everyone was just fucking pushing. And then we would have fitness classes where it was more of like a team building, um, team building kind of session where, you know, the, the fitter people would cruise through it, but the unfit people would really, um, would still struggle just because they're unfit. And that's what happens when you're unfit, you'll struggle. Um, but for the most part of it, you know, during your training, you will, it should be more more group orientated, that more team building, but there will be, if they do a good program, there will be sessions where regardless of your fitness levels, um, you will need to push. Now, when you're going into the academy, always go into the academy in the fittest possible shape you can be, okay? <clears throat> never think, never think, oh, it's okay. I'm only just passing the fitness requirement, right? Because... That is the minimum required standard, all right? The fucking minimum level of fitness required to get that job. That should not be your benchmark. Now, yes, that might be your benchmark to hit to start off with, and that's fine, okay? You look at it, you go, okay, <coughs> sorry. You go, okay, I need to be at a 7.1 for the beep test. I'm currently at a five. Okay, I need to get to there, okay? Once you hit that, all right, don't be happy with that, all right? Be happy, yep, I've hit that goal, but don't rest on there, okay? Because you will fucking struggle, right? Not only the academy, but if you have that mindset of, okay, that's the that's a required standard, right? That's the minimum required standard, okay? So once you hit that, if you just go, oh, okay, that's okay, I'm reaching the minimum required standard, right? You're going to struggle, okay? Not only the academy, right? But if you take that mindset going through the job, right? You're going to struggle for the rest of your fucking career. Okay. So yes, one of your goals should be the minimum required standard, right? Because that's what you need to get in. That's normal. Okay. But once you get there, right, that should not be your goal anymore. Okay. And it should never be your goal to get there and stop. And, you know, I'll talk to some people that, you know, they kind of reach out for help at the start or send them heap of free training and they might get them to that, that minimum required standard, which is fine. And they go, oh, yep, I can do, I can do seven point one on the beep test, so I'm sweet. Okay, you're not fucking sweet, right? Because that's the minimum required standard. Okay, and you, if you're only just reaching the minimum required standard, right, you're gonna struggle through the academy. And being fitter in the academy, right, makes it so much funner. All right, because you break it down into four stresses, right? Four main stresses of going through the academy. You got your academic side of it, your weapon side of it right? Tactics and then fitness. Now I separated weapons and tactics a bit because your weapons is pretty much a thing on its own. Like you just your um, firearms, I should have said firearms there. So academic firearms, tactics <coughs> and fitness. Sorry, I keep coughing. I went to a um, fire the other night and breathed in a heap of smoke, right? So um, so for the academic side, right? You, you might be really good at remembering shit and studying. Okay. And that's fine. So that Although it will be a stressor, okay, you, you might be able to minimize that just because of your previous history and how well you study. Okay, so you might be able to minimize it, but you're still going to be learning things you haven't learned before. So it's still going to be a stressor there, okay? 
weapons or um, firearms. So you might have previous experience there, right? Especially if you live in the US, um, you know, over here in Australia, guns aren't as big. And now I was talking about, I was talking about this a while ago in a podcast, I think, or I was just talking to someone, but we were talking about the difference, um, the difference in, you know, just the acceptance of guns, I think, like in, like over in, over, over in the States, like if someone was like, oh, hey, I bought a new gun and like they kind of bring it out of barbecue or whatever and show people it's you know a lot of, a lot of people would look at that and be like oh yeah cool whereas if you did that in australia it'd be super fucking weird and people probably won't ever come to your house again right so uh, a lot of you might have um some experience in um firearms or some previous experience so that'll make it easier as well and i know like for myself ex-military going into the cops i know i talked to a lot of people in the us and australia um that are ex-military going into the police so you'll have some you have some knowledge there, so that'll reduce that stress, um, but you're still gonna have a stress component there. <clears throat> um, tactics, same again, right? A lot of the tactics for the police is very different to the military, unless you go to like a tactical area, but initially those tactics, um, they are different. So you, not a lot of people have that <clears throat> have that experience there. So that's gonna be another stressor. Now, the last one, your fitness, okay? so. Your fitness is something you can 100% influence before you get there, okay? So if you're able to minimize one of the four stresses, pretty much take it out, being fitness, okay? It'll go a long way to allowing you to enjoy yourself and focusing on the other areas that you not, might not be as strong in. Now, for myself, um, on the academic side of it, like I always do really well in like aptitude tests, etc. but studying things, remembering, you know, the academic side of it, I... I know that I struggled so much, but it was definitely something that I needed to pay more attention to than I did with the firearms tactics or the fitness because the firearms, you know, I had that previous experience in the military tactics. I've got a high level of trainability, so that was okay. And fitness, I had a high level of fitness, so that was okay as well. So having that having that fitness not an issue at all allowed me to, um, you know, and the weapons and the tactics was just because of my background, nothing I intentionally did there. But having make sure my fitness was squared away and it was not an issue and wasn't going to be an issue, right? Allowed me to enjoy my PT sessions, not worry about them, and allowed me to focus on the academic side of it. And having that fitness to that level, you know, going into the academy, it means that whilst you're at the academy, you don't have to train as hard outside to maintain a higher level of fitness. Like you'll still train to maintain that level of fitness, right? But it's it's not going to be a stressor. It's not going to be an added stressor. Right, whilst you're going through all these other stretches, you know, <clears throat> I said your academic, your um, weapons, tactics, fitness. And then also another one I forgot to mention in there is that the change of lifestyle, you know, change of finances at home. If you've got a family, you know, misses and kids, when you go through the academy, generally you're getting paid less. Um, some places in Australia, you actually don't get paid going through the academy. So there's that stressor as well. So whatever stresses, whatever you can do to reduce the amount of stresses you have, going through the academy, do it. And fitness is 100% one of those things you can influence without knowing exactly. And you know what the fitness test is going in. You don't know exactly what the fitness is that they're going to be doing whilst you're there. It's up to them when the course starts, right? But you can 100% influence that before you get there. The other things you can't, okay? So just something to think about. Remember, it's the minimum required standard, right? Never... 
aim for the minimum if you're not achieving it, but never rest at the minimum, okay? Because the minimum required standing. If that's what you do, if you're happy with the minimum and you stop training, then you're going to fucking struggle. All right. Sorry, I get really passionate about that. So hopefully your kids weren't listening to that. Um, the next one is from, how do I get that one of Crosshair? If you're still unsure about if you should be aiming past the minimum required standard, please send me a message. All right. Uh, next one's from Mitchell. Where do I start in regards to exercise? So this depends entirely where you are currently at. So I tell everyone this, you know, run yourself through a practice fitness test. So work out what the department you're going for, what area you're going for, what they require, right? Then run yourself through a practice fitness test and see exactly where you are. Now we do this um, for like our applicants do this all the way up to um, our clients that are going into like a specialist area within the police that have an extremely high level of required fitness. All right, we'll find out what that fitness test is, run them through a practice one. So then I can design their program based exactly off where they are now and where they need to be. Um, the biggest thing is just start. So where do I start in regards to exercise? Just start, like go for a run, start eating better, go to the gym, just start, all right? If you need to focus on your running to start with, go for a run, okay? But you need a baseline to know exactly where you are, right? To know what you need to focus on for the fitness test results. Um, and so, Mitch, I'm going to take this question as as you're an applicant, basically. Um, I sent you a message, but you didn't reply. So or I commented on your um, post, but... Um, I'm going, to, I'm going to take it as as in a question as you are an applicant because it was in one of the applicant groups. Um, basically, run yourself through a fitness test, see exactly where you are and what you need to focus on. So basically, just start and get help early. So, And I've spoken about this previously in a lot of podcasts. Um, but so many people say, I'll, I'll get help closer to the date. Right? But it's it's too late then, Okay. So I, I talk to a lot of people. Every time someone comes into my groups, there's those questions that you would have seen that says, do you need help with your fitness? Yes or no? If you tick yes, I send you a message. All right, I have the, then have a conversation with you. Then I'll help you out. I'll work out what, what's going to help you the most and I'll send you some free training. Okay, I do that for everyone that comes in the group that says, hey, I need help with my training. All right, here's a heap of free information that's going to get you started. Okay, but what what some people do, right, is I'll say, oh, yeah, I need help. Oh yeah, I really need help. And I'll talk to them. Okay. Yep. I can help you. This is what I can do. Okay. You know, and that was six months ago. And then, you know, they're like, Oh no, I'm going to do it on my own. And, and that's fine. If you've got that previous experience and knowledge, but if you're, if you're only at a level three on the beat test, right, you can't do it on your own. You need help. Okay. So, you know, they, some people will be like six months ago, they're like, I need help. I need help. Right, then two weeks before their fitness test, they're like, hey, Brad, I need to improve three levels on my beat test. Okay, it's too late for that. Okay, if you're like for me, all right, and I'll just, um, so for me, right, if I'm training for, if I have a jiu-jitsu competition coming up, right, I know for myself with my knowledge and my experience, say it's 24 weeks away, okay, I can do 12 weeks of my own training. I can program for myself and my own training, okay, because I have that level of fitness, that level of knowledge, right? The 12 weeks out, right, from competition, I will go hire my mate who's a strength and conditioning coach at Tiger Muay Thai in Thailand, all right? He trains UFC fighters. I'm going to go talk to him and I'm going to hire him for that 12 weeks leading into it, okay? Because I know he specializes in that. I know I can get myself to a level of fitness 
right? And then he's going to be able to get me into the specific area that I need to get into, okay? But if I didn't know what I was doing for that first 12 weeks, right, I'd just hire him straight away and go, hey, get me from here to here. I need your help the whole way, right? So you've got some people that, you know, don't need that help for the first 12 weeks, right? And it's just that last 12 weeks, I need to dial it in a bit better, okay? But if you need help, get help from the start and get help early. So majority of people that can increase their fitness, their beat test level by say one to two levels in 12 weeks, right? Just by running, just by doing no real specific training. Um, yeah, if you're at level four, you can get yourself level five or level six just by going for some jogs or whatever. That's fine, right? But if you, yeah, if you go hire a coach, um, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying me, um, this isn't fucking saying you need to hire me. Just go hire a coach, get someone, you know, and if you if you have a good coach and you say to them, hey, this is my fitness test, this is my fitness requirements, I need to get into the police, right? They should run you through a fitness test to start off with or should at least ask you, okay, when was the last time you ran a beat test? What did you score? When was the last time you did your maximum push-ups? All right, let's do them today. What are your score? Okay, if they don't do that, get a new fucking coach, okay? Because they're not going to be able to write you the best program and they're not going to be, you know, looking after your best interest. You're just going to be another fucking number to them. Okay. So make sure that they're, they're looking after you. They're doing the right by you. Okay. Cause you're paying them good money. Okay. And if you're not paying them good money, they're probably a shit coach. So make sure that they run yourself, running you through a fitness test or you have the information there available for them. And if they don't ask for it, okay, it's a pretty good indication that they're not, your, not a coach for you. Okay, so you're better off if you say a coach can increase you by four levels in 12 weeks and you can increase yourself by one to two levels in 12 weeks, right? And you're 24 weeks out from your test, okay? You're better off that first 12 weeks getting a coach, getting that help, getting that four level increase, okay? And then from there, having that knowledge and that you get from that coach and going, okay, sweet. With that knowledge, okay, now maybe you're gonna increase yourself two to three levels instead of one to two levels, okay? And that's gonna make a massive difference, okay? So don't do it by yourself for 12 weeks and then frantically try and increase that last 12 weeks, okay? Increase yourself by four levels, get yourself a coach, get that help early, all right? And then build on from there, okay? And then maybe maybe you're 36 weeks out, right? And you get that coach the first 12 weeks, do your own thing for the next 12 weeks and then maybe the last 12 weeks get their help again or whatever you need, whatever you need to refocus and get zoned in. But if you're only at like the lower level of fitness and just starting off, okay, you need to get that help early. You know, if you're at that other level, you know, you've played basketball your whole life, you know, you get into that, that you get into that minimum required standard, okay, but you really want to get past because you don't want to be struggling at the academy. Okay, then maybe you're 12 weeks out, go hire a coach, you know, get from that 7.1 up to that eight, nine, maybe 10 level beat test. So you're hitting the, um, you're hitting into the academy, you know, as good as you can. So just get help early, right? Identify, be honest with yourself, go, hey, I'm fucking not good at this. I'm not good at programming. I've never really done fitness shit before. I need to get help. Okay. Don't, don't try and do it on your own. Yes, there's heaps of information out there and I'll send you information. You can basically, you know, just start with that. But identify if you need help and please get it early because you know my my one of my whole goals with this business is to you know I I can't help you with the academic side of it okay that's not what I do you know it's not something I'm going to go into but 
I don't want anyone to not be able to do the career of their dreams due to the level of fitness. Okay. That's something I can influence. I have the skills, you know, I have the, I have everything in place to be able to help you. That's something I can influence. Okay. So I don't want anyone not to be able to become a police officer because of their level of fitness. Okay. So that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to help you out with that. Okay. I say this all the time and I fucking carry on a bit. All right. But I care. I genuinely care. Um, you know, I see people that I, I talk to them and, and, and I can tell by talking to someone, if I look at their Facebook, I can generally tell, okay, I reckon they're going to be a pretty good cop because, you know, they're not, they're not fuckers. They're not arguing with randoms on Facebook. You know, they just, um, just seem really switched on. You know, they seem very compassionate talking to them. Um, you know, they, they, they really join in for the right reasons. Okay. And it upsets me when they they can't get to that required level of fitness because maybe they don't have that experience or that background they haven't asked for that help okay so i, I say it's on a harp on about it but it's because i care okay so just reach out if you need help um the last bit is i'm going to talk about is calories in versus calories out again okay i spoke about this last week and um and i had a conversation with susan who's one of our clients and she basically said to me it fucking pisses me off she didn't say that, but I <laughs> put words in her mouth. But she said it it it, uh, it annoys her. I got oh, I can't find the message at the moment. I didn't have it up. Um, it annoys her and it drives her crazy. I think she said, "Well, please correct me if I'm wrong, too, Susan. Just shoot me a message." Um, it annoys her when people say it's as simple as calories in versus calories out. Okay, and I do understand that. I do understand why that um why that probably annoys people because sometimes it isn't explained very well and i probably didn't explain it very well in the last podcast either but um but i'll try and give it a crack this time so basically when i say it's a simple like it's basically calories in versus calories out and i've said it before you'll hear trainers say you'll hear people say everyone says it right so calories in versus calories out i'm talking about the math side of it okay so it is as simple right, as calories in versus calories out. <laughs> Don't kill me, Susan. You're in Canada, so I'm in Australia, so I think I'm safe. But um, but basically, it's as simple as that. But something that um, can be confusing as well as online calculators um, and using them as a definitive answer for your BMR. So when I say BMR, I'm talking about your base metabolic rate. So that's how many calories your body burns at rest for the day. Right, so a couple of things, right? So your metabolic rate, all right so how how well you burn burn calories or burn energy all right it's in, influenced by a few factors to name some all right so your age gender your muscle to fat ratio and the amount of physical activity and hormone function so your physical activity obviously that's not talking about your base metabolic rate but all the other ones are now so to take out the exercises right and just think about your base metabolic rate all right so think about you have two females the exact same age, height, weight, etc. Every measurement is exactly the same, right? They're a clone of each other. Now, if their hormone function is different, okay, I'm not going to go into hormone function of that because I genuinely don't know enough about it. Um, but if it's different, all right, then their base metabolic rate will also be different, all right? So just using one example, their hormone function, right? So when you type that into an online calculator, right, it like you've, they've got the same height, weight, um, age and, and that's what you do for a base metabolic rate calculator online it's just height age weight all right maybe it says they have a bmr of 1500 calories right so that could be correct one for one but could be off for the other one right due to the hormone functions differently okay so 
But in saying that too, don't overthink it as well. So weight loss is base metabolic rate plus exercise equals your total calories burnt, right? So your intake of calories needs to be under that to lose weight, all right? So even if your, you know, hormone functions are way out and you and you're not burning, your body doesn't um, burn calories very well, right? It's still going to give you a calculation. You're still going to get a calculation, right? Obviously, it, you won't be able to get that off an online online calculator because it's going to be off. But if your hormone function only, you for someone, I'm trying to explain this for podcast. Um, so say you're, you're for that, those two ladies, right? Exact same age, heart weight. One's 1,500 calories, right? The other one's base metabolic rate is 1,200 calories. It still gives you a calculation. It still gives you a base metabolic rate. Although they're different because of the hormone functions, they still give you a base metabolic rate, okay? So you still need to be eating under that. It just means that obviously for the same age, height, and weight, you can't eat as much as the other person if you're not exercising or you aren't doing any exercise. Um, so it is... Look, it is as simple as calories in versus calories out when you're talking about weight loss, right? But what makes up those calories out, your age, gender, muscle to fat ratio, amount of physical activity and hormone function, right? That's what makes it hard. Um, you know, so although I say, okay, it's calories in versus calories out, Right, I know, Susan, you probably fucking smashed your phone by about now if you're listening to this. <laughs> but there, there, remember, there are a few things that affect your calories out, okay, for your for your BMR. Now, it the, the calculations are there, calories in versus calories out, but it's implementation that's also hard, okay. So how you're going to track what you're consuming, measuring it's hard, okay, and then you cook things, and you know measurements are lost when you're cooking. Um, you know, it's losing, you know, a cooked, you know, same with um, a lot of fluid in it. When you cook it, it'll lose the fluid. So now the weight's different. Um, so there's a few things there. So we don't, and I've spoken about calories in versus calories out, which is, you know, calculating weights, etc. We don't do that in our program. We do, the option is there for clients to do it themselves, but we do not do it in a part of our program with our one-to-one, Okay. We run a habits-based program and this is what provides long-lasting changes. And if you check out our reviews and people like all the amazing results they've got and the photos, et cetera, it's because of the habits program, okay? It's because of our accountability we provide with it and the coaching that we provide with it. Um, you know, there is an option there for clients to do calorie counting. And I have had clients that have, were previously doing calorie counting before training with me and they liked doing it, so they kept doing it, right? But we run a habits-based program all right, and it's what provide long, provides long-lasting changes, okay? And it, and it gets rid of all this fucking BMR calculation with the calories in versus calories out, Susan. <laughs> um, so it gets rid of all that. And, you know, we talk about the habits and running them and just we track it, how are you feeling, what results are we getting, right, what changes we need to make, okay? So I hope that um, I hope that wraps it all up. There was a lot of information in that podcast. Um, I might have unintentionally skimmed over a few things. So if, there, if you want any more information on anything I spoke on, just shoot me a message or ask a question and I'll I'll get it covered. So basically, just to wrap it up, um, guidance for push-ups. There's a, uh, a couple of links below in the show notes. Um, getting fit again post-COVID. 
Um, there's a podcast link in the show notes. I cover the improving the 1.5 mile run in that as well. Um, I talk about fitness in the academy. Remember, it's the minimum required standard, right? If you're not achieving that, aim to achieve that. Once you have achieved that, don't fucking stop, okay? Because you will struggle. You will struggle in the academy and you will struggle for the rest of your career if you keep that mindset and the rest of your fucking life, basically. So <laughs> get rid of that mindset. If that is your mindset at the moment, fuck it off. Um, where do I start in regards to exercise? Um, so I covered all that. Yeah, basically where you are at currently, where do you need to be? Get help early and make sure you get help from a good coach that talks to you about your fitness um, test, runs you through a test, where you are, where you need to be and designs a program based on that. I've had a lot of people message me that say, hey, I'm, I'm with a PT at the moment, but I'm really struggling with my podcast, uh, with my podcast, fuck, with my beat test still. Um, and I ask them, I say, okay, what, what running program has the coach got you on? And they're like, oh, they they don't. We just do strength stuff at the gym. I'm like, okay, fucking get rid of them. Give me your money and I'll look after you. No, <laughs> I don't say that. I shoot them through uh, my podcast video. Uh, fuck my podcast on B-Test and increasing your running to help them out. But if you're if if running is one of your components in your fitness test and your coach is not giving you a program to increase your running, right, get a new coach, okay? I know... Myself, obviously, online, and I know coaches all around Australia, in the US, so if you prefer someone in person, let me know and I'll point you in the right direction because I do know a lot of good coaches out there that do in-person training, so just hit me up. I'm happy to help out. I have referred um, a lot of people to other in-person um, coaches, so if that's what you want to do, let me know and I can get you in touch with someone as well. So, all right, that's it for now. Sorry for all the swear words. Um, fucking whatever. All right, any questions, let me know. Thank you, bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Police Fit Podcast. Now, I'm going to ask you to do what everyone else asks you to do as well. Can you please subscribe, like, and share the podcast? The more people we can get it in front of, the more people we can help. Now, on that too, if you've got any questions at all, please shoot me a message on Facebook. I'll cover it off in the podcast. I'll give you the most amount of information that I can. And please, if you need help with your fitness training mindset, anything, please reach out and ask me. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to help you out. You just need to ask. Thanks, guys.